You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined us today for episode 122, The Questions We Ask and Fail to Ask. We've talked about asking questions before in this podcast and the role they play in deepening relationships. Episodes 96 and 97, for example, come to mind and I'll have links to them at the end of the show notes. I was recently reminded of the power of questions at a family camp that Janet and I and part of our family attended this past summer. Let me tell you what happened, because you may be able to use what I picked up to deepen your relationships. We've been going to this family camp. It's called Forest Springs, and it's located in the north woods of the state of Wisconsin in the U.S. We've been going there for close to 20 years now. It's a Christian youth and family camp in a very rural area, near several small classic American small towns. We love going there to get away from the pace of city life. Several of the people on the camp staff listened to this podcast. One of them walked past us on Wednesday at lunch and told me that she really liked listening to that morning's episode, but making it clear, quote, I was doing something else while listening. I think she said she was washing dishes. It must have been one of those episodes where I mentioned that podcasts are great to listen to when you're doing some mindless work. Good job, I think I remarked. Glad you remembered to do that. And then several others on the staff also told me they like listening to the podcast. But of course, what would you expect? No one there is going to tell me the podcast stinks. You know, they're kind people at Forest Springs. But if we had been in New Jersey, though, I may have gotten a different response. When I'm at this camp, I like getting up early before most other people and sitting in the lodge of the camp, looking out the window at the perfectly still lake on the property. When the windows are open, you can hear loons off in the distance. The whole scene just calms my soul and brings me peace. Being near a body of water tends to do that for me. I suspect for some of you, too. Anyway, it was near the end of the week, and I was walking past one of these large windows looking out onto the lake, and I passed a man who was sitting in front of the window. He sat in the same spot every morning. This particular morning, he stopped me as I walked past and started to engage me in a conversation. So I sat down, and we talked. I'll call him Keith. It's not his real name. He was a very interesting man, very interesting background. Well, one thing led to another, and Keith started talking about his son, who was in his late 30s. Keith told me how his son grew up in their family as a very committed Christian. He attended church every week, was a leader in the youth group at church, and studied the Bible on his own very diligently. He knows more about the Bible than I do, said Keith, with his Bible open in front of him on the table, 
next to a notebook he was filling up. Keith went on to say, But he's now walked away from his faith and the church. He doesn't want anything at all to do with God. Why do you think people do that? Walk away from their faith like that? Totally disregard the religious faith they were raised in? Why do they do that? Keith's question was a, was a really interesting one. It's a question about his shared past with his son. Something happened before with his son to cause the change. And just like his dad, I, I wonder what that, what that was. But instead of answering Keith's question, I asked him one. I asked, have you ever asked your son why that happens? Uh, no, I haven't, Keith responded. Why not, I asked. I guess I'm afraid of what he would say. And I think I feel a little shame over this. Hmm, wow. Shame. Keith felt shame. A painful reaction, certainly. I, I could understand disappointment if that were my son. But shame? Shame is a really strong word. It's often about a disconnection in a relationship. I suspect Keith viewed his son's decision to walk away from God as a reflection on him. And that felt shameful, and he didn't want to explore it further with his son. It's like feeling safer staying in the shallow end of a swimming pool all the while the more life-giving fun is taking place in the deep end of the pool. But it was too risky for Keith to move into the deeper water with his son. In thinking about our conversation later, over the next few days, it, it struck me that, that Keith had no problem at all asking me questions. They were very thoughtful, insightful questions, and I really enjoyed our time together. But... He froze when it came to asking his own son this question about why he departed from his faith. Well, there was more at risk with his son. It could be more painful knowing what was going on in the heart of his son than anything I, as a complete stranger, could say. But it is one reason why we don't ask more meaningful questions of each other. It does keep us in the shallow end of the pool where it's safe. Hmm. Well, then during the, the course of the rest of our week at camp, I ran into another one of the staff members who, together with her husband, have become dear friends to Janet and me. We hadn't seen each other in about a year, and so we spent a little time catching up with each other's lives. At the end of our conversation, uh, I'll call my friend Karen. Uh, that's because that's her real name. Karen. Karen said to me, I have two questions for you. What are you looking forward to and what are you dreading coming up? Well, I had to stop and think. Those were, those were really great questions. And they were different questions from the one I talked with Keith about regarding his son. His question was about the past. Karen's questions were about the future. They waded me into the deeper end of our relational swimming pool. 
They made me think. They were also questions that drew me to both ends of the emotional spectrum. Joy and dread. Joy of what I'm looking forward to, and dread about what I was not looking forward to. After answering her questions, I turned the tables on Karen and said, What about you? What is something you're looking forward to, and what is something you're dreading? She looked so startled and said, I've been asking other people that question, but no one has ever asked me the same thing. Hmm. But that's how it goes with people who are good at asking questions. They are rarely asked them in return. And unlike my conversation with Keith, this one ended with both of us smiling and going our separate ways. So what does all of this mean for you? How, how can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, I've got a few ideas. First off, are there questions you're afraid to ask people close to you? If so, what are you afraid of? Might God be asking you to ask that question anyway, in spite of your fear? Or could it be that he wants you to wait or be silent about the matter? Another idea is to ask someone what our friend Karen asked me. What are you looking forward to? What are you dreading? Or ask a different question, but make it something about the future. A lot of the questions we ask each other in our relationships are about the past and the present. But this time, ask one or two about the future. And when you do ask a question about the future, now listen carefully, as this is really important. When you do ask a question about the future, be sure to ask a follow-up question to whatever the other person says. Finally, the next time someone asks you a really good question, ask the same one of them. Well, here's the main point that I hope you remember from today's episode, something that you can take away. It's this. The questions we ask others can keep us in the shallow end of our relational swimming pool, or they can move us to the deep end where the diving board and more joy are found. I'd, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. Or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In, in closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't already done so. And I hope your thinking was stimulated in today's show, both to reflect and to act, and to consider asking questions that will move your relationships out of the shallow end of the pool into deeper waters, all so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. That's all for today. I do look forward to connecting with you again next week. But for now, goodbye until then.